And we are live. Welcome, everybody. Beaver Does Movies Live. This is a new format, new attempt to try something a little bit new, a little bit to see, gauge an interest, and also kind of get myself into a better position so that I could actually just talk about more current topics. Oftentimes, I kind of would like to basically railroad a lot of topics by trying to bring up some new stuff. So I've decided we are going to just do a live show every Monday. Uh, it's going to be an hour. Uh, Mike might show up. He might not. Uh, but for the pilot project, for the uh, for the attempt, it's just going to be me for now. So what this will entail is it will be me and potentially a guest if they show up or not. But I am going to be talking about current news. I am going to be uh, checking out some trailers and also talk about some newer movies that I've recently seen in the past week. But because in the 35 years of my life, there's been a lot of news, I figured I'd try and right now gauge the major stories. I actually just got one that was just announced today. So that will be interesting. It will be kind of a catch-up of the week's news all the interesting stuff, and given my opinions, these are all, of course, my own opinions, and I've been thinking what would be best is, what would be best is just to give my own opinion and just be a catch-all for the previous week. So from now until Sunday, I'm going to be finding some stuff that interests me, I'll collect it into a file and then we will talk about it on here if you are listening to this now i will be releasing this as the night of i will release it midnight the night of i will keep the video up for a day and then it will be gone i will i will have everything saved so don't you worry little heads uh, you can check out me trying to figure out this shit, getting getting lost uh, in other ways. I'll probably throw videos on the Patreon, have them available on demand if anyone needs it. But that is the uh, intention of this. So, how about we go straight into the news? Let's go talk. Uh, just to reiterate that a lot of this is my own personal opinion. This is me uh, talking off the cuff. So... What we are going to do right now is I will, uh, let's just start off with the one I'm actually really interested in talking about, which is the, right now, uh, they are filming the Fantastic Beasts 3. I've only seen the first one and it was okay, meh, as Mike would say, Mike Reed of Beaver Does Movies, uh, co-host... Uh, full-time asshole, as he has told me. <laughs> so, no, Mike's, Mike's great people, so don't worry about that. And so from there, what's going to be happening is... Uh, and let's go into the story, shall we? Let's, let's go straight into it. So, that's for later. Oh. So, Mads Mikkelsen, who is, in my f opinion, a really amazing actor... He's actually done what someone has not been able to do, which was beat Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. If you've never seen him play Hannibal Lecter in the series Hannibal, you owe it to yourself to check it out. It's one of the strongest performances I've seen from an actor. And the fact that he made it his own, uh, I'm surprised they didn't try and get him to do the whole Charnay with a nice... Uh, live with a nice uh, Chianti and the lip thing. He never did that. The guy even learned how to properly cook. And so every time you see him doing all the cooking and everything like that, he did it all himself. And me, I for some reason, every time I would be watching the Hannibal TV show, I'd always be hungry. So I would have to make sure that I'm eating because the guy can cook a human body like no, no one's over. So he has now been cast as... Okay, I'm gonna, as an Englishman, 
I should be able to say this because it's kind of we have to be able to say the Harry Potter names correctly, otherwise we get banished. But here's the thing, I live in Canada now, so I believe that is the reason why I've been kicked out, because I'm not able to say Harry Potter names. But Miles Mickelson is going to play Geralt Grindelwald, and he is is a great casting choice. And despite what's going on with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and everything that's come out about them, uh, I'm of the type to step back and let the performance speak for itself. Uh, from what I've been hearing, from what I've been seeing, it does seem like they're as bad as each other, and Amber Heard does seem like she has perpetuated it more to make herself to be the victim. But I do believe Johnny Depp might have done and said stuff too to make that even, to uh, make it terrible as well. Uh, but I'm not picking sides here because... Uh, for me, movies are an escapism, and I don't want to divulge into that too much. But uh, on the task at hand, I'm actually surprised because in the first movie, uh, before Johnny Depp came into the role, it was played by Colin Farrell. And I thought they might have wanted to switch it back to that, that he is Colin Farrell, and he is in the role, and... Like uh, Ethan in the chat says, he has seen the first one and kind of hated it. And I was meh. I was, like like I said, I, I'm kind of meh. But Colin Farrell was great in the role. And I I agree with a lot of people that when it comes down to it, uh, he, Johnny Depp is not a good fit. Uh, Johnny Depp, to me, for the longest while, has been just going downhill. Uh, I don't find him entertaining anymore. I feel like he uses uh, makeup effects and quirkiness as a crutch rather than giving strong performances. Uh, even down to Black Mass, which was like, in my opinion, the last good Johnny Depp movie, he still had to put on some goofy shit. He still had to put, like, the contact lenses were, like, way too blue. And, like, the, the makeup and everything. And just... I don't, I think Johnny Depp really needs to take a step back and do more uh, strong characters again, but without the crutch of having goofy shit on his face to be a good actor. And it's in him. Black Mass, he was there, but he put goofy shit on his face. So we, from there, he is bringing out another movie where it's a biopic. I often find that he's really good playing real people like Hunter S. Thompson like when he played Ed Wood he really did well but I'm really hoping that him stepping down from Warner Brothers and taking a, a step back away from everything that he needs to be is to go back to the drawing board and have strong roles again I'm hoping that this may be a humbling experience and that he can go back to being more of a character actor because I I think his name has been tarnished and hopefully he uses that to kind of get back his love for acting, in my opinion. I think he's uh, lost his love for acting. He's not done well at all since. And he was nearly there. But like I said, the movie is going to come out July 15th, 2022. Uh, but God knows if that's actually going to happen. Just considering right now we're uh, we're in we're in, when it comes down to it, twenty twenty has pushed everything back. So this could be twenty twenty three for all we know, uh, unless they uh, harbor a lot of stuff. And since I'm talking about like movie releases, let's uh, go on to another one, which was. Uh, Wonder Woman. So it's been announced that Wonder Woman is coming to streaming services. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, directed by uh, Patty Jenkins, and they've announced that it is coming to, I believe it's HBO Max on Christmas Day. So, uh, and the first one, man, surprised the hell out of me. This, that movie 
really did surprise me on how good they could actually make Wonder Woman. I, I was really expecting it to be fake woke. Uh, like, I believe um, equal opportunity, equal everything. But sometimes these movie companies will like to latch onto it, grip it, and go, this is what you want. But it's such a bastardized version and such a disgusting version that it's alienating other people just so it could show this one thing. So, oh, we're showing women, but LGBT or, you know, African-Americans and, or, Af you know, black black people and Black Lives Matter. There we go. Uh, trying to find the proper way. Or indigenous. Uh, but... I think it's BIPOC, uh, B-I-P-O-C, that is uh, the, the label that they go under, and they seem to just grab one small thing and take it and go, hey, this is what you want, right? And it's like, no, we want everyone to have a share of the pie, not just push, shine a little light on each thing. So from there, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, and... It surprised the shit out of me because, not that I knew it was going to be bad because a woman's the lead. No, I thought they were going to go too over the top with showing that it's... I, I honestly thought, I've never seen an episode, but I thought it would have been a very much like the trailer to Batwoman when that came out. Where it used a lot of just bullshit stuff to put over that a woman's in charge now and there is ways to do that and go nuts and everything like that but sometimes just the just the messaging sometimes comes across as arrogant or comes across as like this is this is it this is it this is it we're just insulting these people and we're not like rising each other up but and honestly, there's a scene in Wonder Woman where she goes into no man's land. And I was super surprised that when she went into no man's land, that she didn't turn to Chris Pine and go, it is no man's land, but I'm a woman. Or some bullshit like that. I was like half expecting it. I was, and I was gripping. I remember I watched it in the theater. I was watching it with my fiance and I remember grabbing the sides of my seat going if she says something like that I'm leaving uh, not because I'm a he-man woman hater or whatever the fact but just I won't be able to stick around because I'll be like my skin will be crawling so hot, so bad that I have to buy an extra ticket because my skin will become sentient because I was expecting it, but they didn't, and they kept it strong, and kept all the characters strong, and had interesting dynamics, and with Wonder Woman 1984, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, one of my favorite villains, which is Max Lord, played by Pedro Pascal, who put him in everything, Jesus Christ, uh, I watched on Friday The Mandalorian and absolutely adore it. And even though he's a small part just because he's a voice, he's still a strong part of that show. And just in general, man, goddamn. And if 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 they ever cast that guy in a Marvel movie, I really do hope they do Craven the Hunter because he's almost perfect for it. Uh I'll be happy whoever they pick, but he'll be perfect for that. But I'm excited for Wonder Woman. Uh, I do think he's wrongly cast for Max Lord, though, because I always think of him as a annoying white preppy guy. Uh, pr pretty much if 80s was a person, if they poured into like a human vat cocaine, that would be Max Lord. And he's a part of one of my favorite uh, comic books, which was, I can't believe it's not Justice League and that run because uh, some of my favorite characters is Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. 
And I really would like to have seen them do that with uh, Channing Tatum and... God damn it. Channing Tatum and... What is his name? i got to look that up because... Channing Tatum, 21... Jump Street. Yep, this is live. You can tell. Because I'm fucking up. Jonah Hill. I, I had the J. I had the J ready. So if you had Jonah, Jonah Hill as Blue Beetle, uh, the Ted Cord Blue Beetle, and you had Channing Tatum as a boost of gold, like the egotistical idiot who's using time to find crime so he can solve them before the other superheroes so that he can get the glory. And you have Max Lord as this 80s yuppie manipulating them and trying to get them to sell out as quickly as possible by making their own version of the Justice League. That would have been a fun movie. But other than that, I'm very interested. And also, I think... Uh, I'm, go- I'm, be- I'm being clever here, so I'm kind of linking shit together. But apparently, Black Widow is rumored to come out as well. Uh, probably in the new year, I, I've been hearing, if you uh, check it out. So Black Widow is apparently going to be coming out. Uh, apparently it's going to be very similar to the Mulan release. So you're probably going to... Uh, <laughs> the image alone, just uh, the family guy where it's uh, Minnie Mouse dropping a skirt. Always gets me a laugh. I've just... Uh, just uh, describing to anyone listening, but apparently eighteen plus Disney plus. Okay, that 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 sounds weird. Eighteen plus Disney plus, I guess. And apparently, it's just going to be all this stuff that is available that isn't kid friendly. And I'm all for it. I'm all for Disney plus having eighteen plus content because. Other than The Mandalorian, and they're not even out yet, but the Marvel stuff, I have nothing to watch. Uh, my other half watches it all the all the time when she's trying to sleep. Uh, something for her to like calm down to before she goes to sleep. But other than that, I don't watch it at all. I've not, I only open it once a week. So, I'm very interested to see, and with them having the Fox Livey library... I'm really interested. You got Alien Predator. You got quite a few properties, but apparently they leaked a they leaked something, so it's very interesting. Apparently, but you got Deadpool, Logan, Shape of Water. A lot of the 18 plus mature stuff. Uh, apparently, also a bunch of TV shows too, which will be very interesting. Or I would really like them to do Fox Failures, which is all the stuff that didn't last a season, or that they to that they cancelled two episodes in. That would be fucking daft, but it'd be interesting. And what else? Let's uh, let's carry on. Let's carry on with Disney. So Disney have announced that Deadpool Free is on the way, and it's going to be made by the directors of well it's going to be written by the writers of one of my favorite shows uh deadpool free not deadpool free god damn it live once again i'm not gonna edit this it's pretty much just gonna dump it but the molyneux sisters who are the creators of bob's burgers which is one of my favorite animated series of recent times is involved in the writing and I'm all for it, honestly, because a lot of the humor will translate really well with Deadpool. Uh, guarantee we're probably going to get a few song and dances here and there, maybe. But Ryan Reynolds with the Molly New Sisters, it'd be very interesting. Uh, they really need a director to write the ship. I don't think they've announced a director, but we are. You have some strong writers. Uh, I think you might need a director that can play ball. That's the main thing that I'm taking away from this. Is you need a director that can play ball. And is willing to listen. And take 
into account what is happening with this franchise. So I'm very interested to see where they take that. And just very excited. Just super pumped about that. To see where they take this. Like I said, Bob's Burgers, we're still waiting on the movie. Because uh, of COVID-19, we're uh, expecting uh, a bit of a wait. But maybe with uh, this 18 plus, and because uh, I, I know Bob's Burgers is a property of Disney now through the Fox merger. But I'm, I'm wondering if it will lead to Bob's Burgers being on Disney Plus, which will make me a permanent member of Disney Plus because I really do like to enjoy going back to Bob's Burgers from time to time. I think the long haul with Disney will be that they're going to hold out for the contracts to end and either they get paid a lot of bank to keep those shows on other services or they reap the benefits of having all these subscribers coming on to their streaming platform to just play ball, just have some fun. But that's where I stand right now when it comes to streaming. And right now we're in a flux. Uh, we're pretty much in like a revolution when it comes to streaming versus cinema. We're at that point now where it's either streaming is going to take over or cinema is going to come and rise like a phoenix from the fire when it comes to what is happening. Like, with the pandemic going on, a lot of theaters aren't able to remain open. And so what we're right now is seeing a lot of these production companies, these distributors, testing the water to see what works, see if it's good enough to keep to stick around. And so... In the interest of that, it seems like it's actually been working out. Apparently, Mulan and other stuff like that that has come on streaming platforms have done really well. Apparently, New Mutants did a lot better than they thought it would. I know. I think they were gearing up for it to be a loss, but apparently it didn't lose as much as it did through streaming platform, and I think... The big test will be once we get to Wonder Woman and potentially Black Widow and other things like that. And also I think Tenant too, because that is on its way. And I'm very interested to see where movie theaters go from there and how they're gonna set how they how they're gonna recoup the losses or are they just gonna keep blazing ahead, run at a loss for a while, but just try new things uh i was actually talking to somebody who was oh yeah stan uh stanley uh stanley goddamn michael petra of the real debaters we were having this discussion in that what's to stop movie theaters from running more shows but the stuff that they're showing is more local more local stuff where people's families come in to see like their own movies that they've made on the big screen. And you you do kind of see it uh, in recent times in that they're having uh, older movies. And my first time being back in the theater before I decided to nope the fuck out was I, I rewatched Jaws in the theater. That was like my one and only time during the pandemic that I actually went to watch a movie and I watched Jaws in the theater, recliner seats, beautiful. I felt safe, but just considering how the pandemic is worsened, especially here in Winnipeg, I felt I didn't want to carry on going to movie theaters because I didn't feel safe. And it's not because of the movie theaters, it's because of other people. So I decided to back away from that and actually... I try and support as much as I can. I've donated to a local movie theater here called the Park Theater, which has showed cult movies. I've uh, put my money towards them. I donated to their uh, Indiegogo. Hopefully when they're back, they're a great music venue, but they're also a fantastic movie venue where I actually got the idea for this podcast uh, 
during me watching the birds uh, uh that god god awful movie i watched the birds i loved it and i'm like you know what? i should do what my passion is and my passion is to watch terrible 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 movies <coughs> so now from there what does streaming do what does streaming do to differentiate from the theater and i think price is going to be the big thing because everything is all over the place when it comes to price we have some movies that are decently priced but then you get uh disney having their movies out at 30 bucks and i'm very interested to see where they go i'm going to take a look at google movies for rent so we've got so I'm gonna I'm actually looking at a screen right now. And so I'm at the the movies and TVs on Google Play. And so I'm looking at it here and to rent I'm look oh my god. So I'm looking right now and there's no base price for anything. I got the most popular movies, and you got movies that are five bucks. Although it is Cyber Monday, so it may be me being a foolish idiot and thinking that these are the prices because you got stuff that's five bucks, you got stuff that's six bucks, and then you got movies that are twenty bucks. So maybe I could look into this in the future, but. It's almost looking, yeah, so you got, actually, I am right. So you got movies that are $20, so you got 10 in that I could actually get now. But then you got stuff like The War of Grandpa, which is sort of a new movie, which is 15 You got, let's see, My Hero Academia, which is $4. Let's, and then you can buy it for 13 I'll be honest. I will never buy a, a online movie. I will never, just because I'm a one. I'm a one viewer man. If I if I'm going to enjoy it, I may as well just pay for it twice. But I will never watch a movie more than once. So for me, renting is perfect. But then they really need to set a price point that's across the board, and I. The issue I'm also finding is they're going to do it where you're going to have competing places like Google Play, Amazon. They're going to start competing against each other and they're going to start doing price points, which may drive the numbers down. And they don't have any physical items to make, so it's all profit. And you're hearing like a lot of companies are paying like 200 apparently for one movie, they were going to pay $200 million for the movie. So, it's very interesting where they're going to take this and how they're going to take this because it's it's super interesting how they're going to, where they're going to go with this. And we're going to find out soon enough because something has to give. And I'm really worried that with streaming, especially Amazon. I really do hate what Amazon is doing right now in that they've now added a store in Prime Video and I have to sift through what's not and what is. Like something I can stream now or do I have to bust out my credit card just for it to work? So... I'm super interested to see where this is all going. I'm kind of talking around in circles just because it's such a interesting topic. And I actually might bring Mike on next week to discuss cinema as a stream and maybe have a, a slight uh, debate about that just to see where we're going from there. So that's the uh, final topic, which is actually breaking news thanks to my... Uh, my researcher, aka Mike, because a good part of our uh, friendship is that he will personally 
send me random news, whatever he sees that is cool. So let's go into it because just before I got here, I found out the news and I'm going to react as I read it. Peter Dinklage to start in Legendary's Toxic Avenger reboot. So, what the fuck? Honestly. I like Peter Dinklage. I like Toxic Avenger. But, I like steak. I like ice cream. But I don't know if I like it together. So, like, like, is he, so it is being produced by Lloyd Kaufman of Troma Entertainment and his partner Michael Hers. But it's very interesting. Like is he is he going to be playing is he going to be playing the Toxic Avenger? Cuz it's an interesting way and it feels very it feels very I don't know. I don't. I, just, just reading this and just carrying on. I, I just don't know where they're gonna take this. Uh, is Peter Dinklage gonna be the Toxic Avenger himself? Because that'll be an interesting, and might be fucked up. It would be funny if they have him play Peter Dinklage as himself, and then they do what they did in Four Ragnarok. Where they grow him large for when he becomes a toxic avenger, and yeah, I I'm I'm really perplexed on what how they're going to intend. So, so Macon Blair, who is director of I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore, which I've heard is a good movie. I've just never taking the time out of my schedule to check it out but I always hear a lot of good because I like Melanie Linsky and Elijah Wood so I've always been interested to check out what those guys are doing but it's just yeah just where are they going to go with this that that that, it, that is it and I'm just looking now so a contemporary reimagining of trauma entertainment Highly successful 1984 low-budget action comedy hit, The Toxic Avenger is steeped in environmental themes and subverts the superhero genre in the vein of Deadpool. So, a warning flag's already going off that they've seen this and says, you know what the kids like? Deadpool. And we have this property we've been trying to get off the ground for the longest time. Let's, let's make him Deadpool. When a struggling every man is pushed into a vat of toxic ways, he is transformed into a mutant freak who must go from shunned outcast to underdog hero as he races to save his son, his friends, and his community from the force of corruption and greed. Yeah, the fact that they give they given him a kid in this movie kind of is also alarm bells because one of the things about point I've, I've lost this the thing about the toxic avenger before he becomes a toxic avenger is that he he's a nerd he's a he's a dork and the fact that he has a kid proves that he's not a dork because he's had sex you gotta have sex to have a kids bit of a uh, bio biology lesson right there but it's true so i'm really interested to see how they do it but peter dinklage can pull it off i'm really interested to see the design concept for it and i really do hope that they don't overdo it with the cgi i think they need to hit a nice medium i really do hope that they budget it if the one thing they should take from Deadpool is to give it a smaller budget because it allows them to be more creative than anything, in my opinion. <clears throat> so, let's, uh, let's go away from... Yeah, let's just go away. 
let's just go away from talking about news and let's go into trailers. I've seen one of these trailers and hated it, but let's uh, let's go into the next trailer and let's uh, fuck fake. So, all right, let's uh, full screen that. Yes. So this first trailer is Tom and Jerry. All right, enough of that bullshit. So, uh, yeah, they're really trying to get this movie off the ground again. And they succeeded when others have failed. And I do enjoy a good Tom and Jerry, but a Tom and Jerry cartoon is what, like 10, 15 minutes? Maybe half an hour if you're watching like a full episode, but it's it's fucking smattering. And I'm swearing. It's smattering so goddamn much of just <sighs> it's smattering so much of they're trying to be hip and cool. The fact that they're using fucking Lizzo who I don't mind, but it's using Lizzo, it's using Bruno Mars. I really do hate when they try and modernize bullshit with that kind of bullshit. And I'm pretty easy going, but just, and the casting choices. Michael Pena, I like him when he does serious roles. I really enjoyed him in the end of Watch. Didn't enjoy him in Fantasy Island. I can get fucked. But. He's Marmite to me. Uh, Marmite is a beef extract. Which it's whole advertising campaign was. You either love it or hate it. And with him. I'm constantly on the seesaw. It all depends. But. And then. Ken Jeong. God. Ken Jeong. He was great in community, but he got annoying fast. And the more and more I see him, the more and more I'm wanting to, like, grab my fist and dive it into my stomach to at least avoid doing that bullshit. Uh, I hate I hate to be negative, though. That's the thing. Uh, if I'm, if I'm going to try and be at least positive, I do enjoy what they did with Tom and Jerry in that Who Framed Roger Rabbit style of being animated and and looking different enough for people to enjoy, but not like trying to modernize them. They didn't try and do like the, the OG Sonic, which is still nightmare inducing, but they managed to make it up with that second design. Uh, Yeah. I'm not watching that, but here's the thing. If I end up having to, if I'm doing this weekly, I might end up. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking that I don't want this show to be successful because I don't want to watch Tom and Jerry. Oh. But I might have to if I'm going to be like talking about uh, modern movies. So let's uh, let's get away from that and let's see a trailer I've not actually looked at. So this one, this one is Chaos Walking. It came out November the 19th, so I'm a, I'm a, f- a few days, well, a, few, a week and a half away. But considering there's no actual trailers going on right now because they don't, they don't know when the fuck it's going to come out. I'm having to, like, check out, I'm having to, like, dig into the fucking, the archives, which is a week and a half ago. So, it is what it is. So, let's, uh, let's go. Let's check out. Chaos Theory. Alright. So. That actually interests the shit out of me. Holy fuck. So. From what I gather. This is like my first time checking out the trailer. But. Tom Holland. Is on a planet. And apparently all the women have been wiped out. And all the men. Have this ability where whatever they're thinking, they can see it, they can hear it. I think it's it's weird representation on how they do it. It seems like 
They can either hear it or they can see it. It's projected. It's not. Uh, it is a trailer, so we don't fully understand. And a woman arrives and she's wondering what the fuck is going on. So, super interesting. Uh, decent cast. Tom Holland, I've uh, I really enjoyed him on that Netflix uh, Devil show. Uh, and Daisy Ridley, I've... I've only seen in Star Wars, and she was one of the good parts about that. Uh, I don't think any of the actress actors in the, the Star Wars sequels were bad. I think it was a creative letdown more than anything. Uh, too, ma- too many uh, hot potato in between writers and directors to have a co- cohesive storyline. That's uh, all I'm going to say on it, unless I talk to, unless I uh, talk about it in depth, maybe one for an episode. And then also my boy, Man, Mads Mikkelsen, keeping himself busy. And I'm really interested to see what they do. I do kind of find it funny that there's no women when it's discovered that men can like project their, their thoughts and everything like that. So it, <laughs> I wonder if it's something involving that the men have killed all the women because they know what they're actually thinking. Maybe. Who knows? It's very interesting. Uh, I like the idea behind it, so I'm very interested to see where they go from that. Uh, good to see Daisy Ridley do more stuff. I was really worried that she would have like a Hayden Christensen kind of situation, although he did do stuff after this, but it seems like she's got a good uh, thing going with this. I'm very interested to check it out when it's when it's released. So... And that's the trailers. That's the trailers. It's uh, not very in depth right now, but just because uh, it's one guy talking about trailers. But it is what it is. <laughs> that's pretty much going to be the uh, the name of the episode. It is what it is. But so now I watched uh, over the past few weeks. I watched a couple of new movies, and the first one I wanted to talk about was actually the one I'm actually was super enthusiastic to watch. Uh, not because it was the best looking movie, not because it looked like a terrible movie that I was going to enjoy it because of its terribleness, more along the lines of, I just liked how goofy it seems. So I watched, which came out this year, The Fat Man. And if you wonder what The Fat Man is, uh, there may be some spoilers in here, uh, depends on on whatever tangent I get on but what happened it's about Santa Claus played by Mel Gibson Santa in this movie he's working for the US government where he he is being subsidized by the US government for delivering presents and so from there he he's been given more coal than presents. And so the government being government decides, hey, fuck you, you're getting half because you're not giving enough presents. So we go from there, we get we get him uh, actually con I do enjoy that they contracted out the elves to be working for the government building weapons because they're they're not getting paid enough to keep the lights on and so from there santa uh i really like the performance by mel gibson I, I liked how he's kind of quiet constantly angry because everything's messing up but he's always trying to do the right thing which is he's trying to keep the lights on to protect the elves and he gives one kid a spoiled brat goddamn fuck this kid a lumber coat and from there the kid hires a hitman, played by the amazing Walt Goggins, to kill Santa Claus for giving him a lump of coal. And it all spirals from there. Walt Goggins is amazing. He's on a trail to kill Santa Claus. You got you got uh, Mel Gibson and Santa Claus defending himself. It's a fun movie. A ri- it's take your brain away. Outlandish. Outlandish in general. In the story and the way it's set up. But it's a, a fun movie to check out. And it gets a recommendation from me. Now. 
My next, that is, uh, oh, before I uh, go on to the next movie, that movie is available on demand, uh, video on demand, uh, Google Play, Amazon Mu- uh, Amazon Prime Video, god damn it, there's so many different Amazon things that we can't really think of shit, so definitely check it out, I rented it, it's a lot of fun. My next one was a Netflix original, and when it comes to Netflix, I'm like, oh, fuck. It's it's a crapshoot when it comes to Netflix, because in general, Netflix, Netflix, that's all i got to say, because you, it's just, Netflix, uh, I've really been on down on Netflix, especially this year with their cancellations, uh, the level of content that they've been releasing, especially the movies. Uh, I don't know, actually, if... Let's take a look. If it is an original or if they've just got the rights. But they chose right on this one. Let me take a look. So yeah, it's not a Netflix original, but it was uh it was they got, uh Netflix got the rights and they chose well. So the movie I watched was His House, uh based on a story by Felicity Evans and Toby Venables. It is directed by Remy Weeks, who I've been hearing a lot of good stuff. He is someone that's on the up and I would love to see more stuff by this director. Uh, it has uh, Wumi Mosaku. Uh, my apologies if I got her name name wrong, but she she was uh, really good in Lufa. She was also in Lovecraft County, playing Ruby Baptiste. Uh, really good actress. I she's re- really good in this too. Uh, so. Uh, okay, so I am apologizing, but Sof uh, Dizru, apologize if I mess the name up, uh, but he was in, which was one of my favorite uh, series of the year, uh, Gangs of London, playing the main character, Elliot Fitch, and it also has uh, Doctor Who himself, Matt Smith. So this this whole movie is uh, it tells the story of a refugee couple it, uh, from South Sudan who are trying to adjust to their new life in England. It's a haunted ghost story that keeps them to the house because of their refugee status. They can't work, they can't, and there's also a language barrier, cultural barrier that, that stops them from actually coming out and saying we need to move because, and they actually do try to move, but because of them being refugees, there's a lot of hatred towards them because there is unfortunately a stigma against refugees that they're coming here to take away from the native people, uh, especially in England. Uh, I, I see that quite a bit. Uh, as someone who's been on both sides of immigration, I have I my heart goes out to people who especially with refugees. I moved to Canada because I couldn't find work and I needed to be close to, to my family. Whereas refugees are escaping from war-torn countries and horrible events. And then they, they're walking towards people who look down on them because they feel they're trying to take what's theirs, even though there's plenty of pie to share. And so it really delves into that and it's also survivor's guilt and, and just guilt in general. And it has its own style, it has its own presentation. Uh, I really feel bad for the characters because, again, it all from each side. Uh, it has a nice ending, in my opinion, which kind of helps cement this as a, a must-watch for me because I really enjoyed it. Apparently, yeah, as a 100% Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 100% Rotten Tomatoes rating. And I don't often go for critics. Uh, I'm not a critic myself. I'm just a guy that likes movies. But sometimes it's nice to see a movie that I like. 
and when I check to see if it, other people like it, that even the credits agree that what I'm watching is really good. So it's a nice thing. So definitely check that out. And that was it for the pilot of Beaverdale's Movies Live. It's going to be a weekly situation. Uh, if you're listening over the podcast, there's going to be a link in dis- description so that you guys uh, can subscribe to me. There'll be a notification. Uh, also keep an eye out on the social media because before each live stream, I'll be throwing in there. Uh, maybe if we get enough people in the chat to like, have a conversation, we we can take requests for what to talk about. Uh, if you guys have trailers we want to check out, we could do that too. Uh, this is pretty much something I've wanted to do. I just never had the thought process on how to do it. And so it's very interesting. Uh, like I said, it's raw. But thanks, thanks for uh, checking out, guys. And this Friday... We got we got a fun episode coming. It's uh, me and Mike back together at last. Uh, it's been two weeks, uh, even though I recorded this before. So, but me and Mike check out Spawn, and it's a fun episode. And then after that, we have got a bunch of all the way leading up to to Christmas, where we have a, the Christmas special with uh, a good friend of mine, Jay Walker, and then from there. We're also going to do the Beavis Movies Awards. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, there will actually be a link in the description of this audio podcast form for a Beavis Movies uh, voting slip, so you can vote who you want as you know best guest, best returning guest, best episode. You name it. We're gonna fr- we're gonna throw it all along the wall. We're very excited to keep going into the new year. We've got some good episodes coming. And I will check you guys out next week. Live. Beaver Does Movies Live.